Hello, you spooky specters. This week on the Howling 365 podcast, we're sparking up for some camping. But are we alone? It's coming. Leave him alone. He doesn't believe in you. Don't you know what happens on Halloween? Yeah, we can. <laughs> Welcome back to the Halloween 365 Podcast. The only podcast where it is horror 24-7 and Halloween 365. Ladies and gentlemen, it's June. It is June, which means that although it is not summer yet... We've still got a few days. Everybody's like, oh, Memorial Day, first day of June, eh, summer. No, no, no. Wrong. You're wrong. Because summer's not here yet. Because if it was, this would be the summer of adventure. But this episode of the Halloween 365 podcast, we're going to take you deep in the woods, like Jeremy said. We're going to get you ready for all the camping escapades that you're going to have to deal with, possibly, I guess. Unless you're just going to stay inside and... Watch your life waste away. But that's exactly. not what we're going to do. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. We are prepared. We are coming camping. And my compass tells me not only are we in the right direction in the woods, but we are in the right direction towards a 146 days to Halloween, baby. And ooh, is it mm. nice. Ooh. Or 147, depending on where you get your countdown. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I just seen uh, it changes. But... Some, some people say 147, some people say 146, but uh, you know, we're getting close. We're getting close, which means that at the 100-day mark, we have hit our 2 years of being the Halloween 365 podcast, and we've already hit our 100th episode this year too. So we've got a lot going on, a lot to celebrate, a lot of stuff happening with uh, the Summer of Adventure. Chad is still out. He's still uh, trying to manage the Fight Club at the local arcade. And we're not going to fault him for that. Fight Club's cool. Um, but... Just don't uh, tell your friends. Yeah, just don't tell your friends. you got to keep it quiet, you know. Um, and you have to come shirtless. Now, you can't be completely muscular. you got to be like, like, uh, like you bicycle a lot. Like you're doing marathons on a bicycle. Uh, buff. That's what you get. Like Randy Orton. No, he was too buff because Brad Pitt could yeah. never get that buff. You understand what I'm saying? Chad's not here. Your boys are going to take care of you. So now what prompted this ep- episode was actually Chad. So this is in uh, uh, his memory. We got you. Big dog. <laughs> no, Chad did pitch this episode, but I figured it was going to be a really good way for us to ramp up and get ready for uh, our summer of adventure, which if you've listened to the podcast before, we usually in the summer, most of the summer, we uh, do a little road trip around the world and talk about not just Halloween horror, but um, mythological things. Uh, yeah, I guess that's the best way to put it, right? Yeah, mythological things. Just, I mean, all around anything that's going to make your skin crawl at night, um, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of people, if you look at movies and horror movies in general, um, I think Wrong Turn kind of brought in, well, no, even before Wrong Turn, maybe Cabin in the Woods or uh, Last House on the Left, 
it makes you kind of look at the woods as a scary, a different type of scary place, Evil Dead. Um, you know, so when you go camping, you are kind of afraid at night. And I feel like that's something that's kind of drawing in this episode that mixes with the Halloween 365 podcast. Yeah, you're right. I don't understand where that come from, though, because we were talking about the Summer of Adventure. Oh, I was thinking, I'm sorry. I, I was thinking about what I'm saying later in my head. Sorry. Why? <laughs> well, uh, now everybody knows what Jeremy's going to talk about later in the show. But... No, not exactly. Summer of Adventure. <laughs> it's, it's, we, anyway, we Summer of Adventure is coming. Um, and we've got a few. This is where our... Um, Jeremy's wanting to do another episode of the uh, 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 Hollow Earth. It is, and it, it, it's coming, people. It's going to be yeah, a little bit more yeah. in depth. We also owe you an you Atlantis up. episode. We owe you an Atlantis episode. Um, Summer of Adventures also where we can dive deep into um, anything that has to do with space or lost cities or anything like that. So, anyways, ocean. This is the first stepping stone. This is the first stepping stone because if you have not already went camping because of Memorial Day, then I'm sure that you've got a camping trip coming up or something planned or time in the woods. Um, If you are city slickers out there and you don't spend time in the woods and uh, you've been thinking about it, well, then this episode's probably going to keep you from going into the woods because we're going to talk about not only the real things that'll get you, but the other things that you don't see that are still out there with you. But before... Before we go that deep into this episode, we have some eventful news that's going on. Uh, Halloween news. And I feel like that we need to dive into that. And the main thing that needs to be mentioned first off, right off the bat, is something that was mentioned this morning. And it's been all over the news networks. So if you have not been paying attention, that is fine. Because I don't either. Uh, unless it's paranormal. Here we go. So, on all the major news networks that I have seen, uh, whether it be TV or on the actual news, <clears throat> have been talking about a military whistleblower. Um, so, a military whistleblower has claimed the U.S. has a UFO retrieval program. Uh, Air Force veteran David Grush claims the government is covering up UFOs. Grush claims that he has seen evidence of a secret crash retrieval program. He alleges the U.S. has even retrieved bodies of other species of alien. Um, He's a U.S. Air Force veteran and former member of the National uh, Geospatial Intelligence Agency, and he came forward with this information. Um... Blurry videos of unidentified flying objects have been a staple in the UFO community. Ron, you would you would say that, right, Jeremy? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. We can never get something I mean, clear. Shit, anything? Ne- yeah, he never got anything clear. Yeah, yeah. Mm, I think the clearest thing we had was signs, and it wasn't even real. <laughs> yeah, that was the clearest thing. Well, you know, as fu- as fu- messed up as it is, these blurry UFO. Uh, photos and videos have been a lot clearer than any of the relationships I've been in. So it's mind boggling. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) These photos have not made people believe that there are UFOs. Well, hopefully this gentleman can help. Um, But 
as I said, this Air Force veteran and former task member of the task force uh, is blowing the whistle on all of this publicly. And it's been announced on several. Yes, exactly. Just like that. Several news platforms. Uh, he explained. Uh, Grush spoke exclusively to award-winning investigative journalist Rosh Colhart, uh, reporting for News Nation, which is Fox. Um, Colhart has spent years reporting on the subject of US- UFOs, and in his role with the U.S. Defense Establishment, this 36-year-old veteran, Grush, said that he was trusted with some of the government's most intimate secrets. He says, and these are his quotes, he said that... This UAP task force, which you've all heard of, because they're just monitoring. No, according to Grush, the UAP task force is actually retrieving ships and bodies. He says these task force are retrieving non-human origin technical vehicles. Call it spacecraft, if you will. Non-human exotic origin vehicles that have either landed or crashed. They are retrieving. Uh, According to Grush. That includes spacecraft from quite a number of other different species. And so it's not just one species that this man's claiming. It's not just the greys. He's saying that there are several different species that have landed here. And we have retrieved several different craft. He said, I thought thought it was total. Yeah, exactly. The AT aliens. They come straight from Atlanta and they roll up in Cadillacs. (laughs) Uh, looking for their spodioti, they're delicious. <laughs> Angel, mm-hmm. you and me both. So, uh, Grush says, goes on to say, I thought it was totally nuts, and I thought at first I was being deceived that it was a ruse. Uh, people started to confide in me, approach me, and I have plenty of senior and former intelligence officers that came to me, many of which I knew almost uh, my entire career that confided in me that they were part of a program. Uh, They told me, based on their vocal testimony, and that they have provided documents and other proof that there was, in fact, a program that the UAP task force was not read into. Um, He alleges the U.S. government has recovered non-human craft for decades. He recently filed... officially filed a whistleblower complaint stating that he gave what he referred to as classified proof to Congress and the intelligence community inspector general uh, that they have been covering this up. So he filed a formal whistleblower complaint with the U S Congress about this uh, news nation has confirmed uh, his credentials. So this man is 100% uh, the real deal as far as being a veteran and being high-ranked Air Force official. Uh, he said that he can't show Fox or News Nation any evidence for very serious national security reasons because it's not just species. There are other things in the photos and videos that he has seen. Uh, but he also said that he has not seen photos of the alleged craft himself but he spoke extensively with other intelligent officials who have and have those photos. Uh, There is a sophisticated disinformation campaign targeting the U.S. populace, which is extremely unethical and immoral, Grush says. So he's saying, essentially, he found out that they've been keeping this from us for years, and he was disgusted by it and went straight to Congress and filed a complaint. He said, we're definitely not alone. He said, if you have ever thought it, 
you can completely erase that thought from your mind. We are not alone. There are several other different species, if not hundreds of thousands of different alien species, and they have been landing here. The data points quite empirically that we're not alone. Uh, he said that it isn't just spacecraft that have been recovered. He said, naturally, you'll recover something that's either landed or crashed. Sometimes you'll find a dead body in it. So we've recovered several bodies of different species. It all, he said, it is also harder for people to wrap their minds around the concept of a crashed object from someone else. Not a human. And I think it's easier to accept the things in the sky that we just can't explain. Um... He says the problem with all of that information and the fact that it's classified is, as we said in the story, everything. Um, sorry, they said that the problem with all this information is this just Grush's word. He did file a complaint with Congress, but that's a formal complaint that you can't actually read. So any other information that he's not told the news stations or more details is on that file complaint report to Congress. And we're not going to get to see that. But. Um, that is what's going on with the aliens. Thoughts before I move on, Jeremy. I mean, you know, we've been saying it since we started the podcast. Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm, uh, we've yeah. talked about sightings that we've all, like we've all have seen uh, ourselves. We have first, we were the first people. Sorry, Jack Osborne. Sorry, Joe Rogan. We were the first to bring you that little bit of information as far as the triangle in the sky. Um, so yeah, I guess you could uh, say a couple episodes ago, the other military guy that leaked a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, to me, it's, it's no surprise, man. Like, I mean, cause the universe is, if you really think about it, it's just so vast. There's so much out there to think that there is nothing that could like, there's nothing else out there and that we're the only things is kind of just idiotic to think. So they've been here. I think they've been here and we'll talk about it more on that hollow earth theory. No, and you know this what? This man he says several different species. Oh yeah. I would a hundred percent believe so. And he's not the only whistleblower at the Halloween three, six, five podcast. We blow that mother too. Mm. Not as loud as I wanted it to be, but moving on to other Halloween news. So we don't leave it still for you out there. There's actually some really cool shit. Uh, not going to lie. I accidentally stumbled upon a slew of things that interest me personally. First of all, right off the bat, horror babies. Has anybody ever heard about those? Well, if you haven't, now you have. They kind of look like um, pop figures, but it's the baby version of all your favorite horror characters, and they're going to be at Spirit Halloween. Uh, I can already see Sam. I see baby Pennywise. I see baby Leatherface and baby Scream. Uh They've got blood on, you know, they're they're killing objects and stuff. It's kind of neat. So are they about like a uh, keychain size? They, they look to be, but I'm not sure. Okay. I don't know if it's keychain size or pop figure size. Okay, that's that's something. I think I'm, I'm pretty out. sure. Like I've seen those before, and I'm, I know what you're talking about. And yes, I will be buying some. So they have done the horror babies before, but this is the first time that they've done Sam, Pennywise, Leatherface, and, and Ghostface. Okay, okay. Sam, now, Ghostface. next, the Ghostface looks probably the most childish. They changed his eyes and made him smile more. Like uh, that, I know what you're talking about. Like they like got squinty eyes and big smile. Yeah, it's it's like the mask from Scary uh, Scary Movie Two. Whenever he's stoned. Oh. And he's, <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one. Um, so, also in Halloween and horror news, uh, for those fans of Tim Burton out there, Nightmare Before Christmas is coming out with a book. It is Beyond Halloween Town, behind the scenes. If you are interested in that book, that'll be releasing in the next couple of months. Actually, this summer. So, Okay, real you, quick comment on that. I'm not a big Nightmare Before Christmas fan, but that's actually kind of cool. That's neat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's behind. It's, it's a whole cool. book of uh, behind the scenes. I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be kind of like scrapbook style. Like we'll have behind the scenes photos and then making the different uh, claymation figures. Yeah, or, was it claymation? and anything like that. Like I'm, I'm into. Yeah, so. yeah. it'll be neat. Um, uh, now this next one, I already know that Jeremy does not like this, but I have seen several people that uh, follow the podcast talk about this. So we'll jump in here and. We will talk about it as well. Uh, so in movie news, Disney has confirmed that they are doing uh, Hocus Pocus 3. It is in development. Uh, Disney has, here's the official word. Disney has officially confirmed that the Sanderson sisters' witchy adventures will continue as Hocus Pocus 3 is in early development right now. Following the massive success of Hocus Pocus 2, a third film in the beloved Halloween set franchise starring Bette Midler, Kathy Najimy, and Sarah Jessica Parker as a trio of Salem witches resurrected to wreak havoc. Yada, you know the story. Has confirmed in New York Times interview with Sean Bailey, president of Walt Disney Studios. Uh, the announcement follows a huge streaming success. So apparently it did really well on uh, Disney Plus, uh, Hocus Pocus 2. Um, they are calling it the biggest opening for a streaming movie ever recorded. Of course, because everybody, the, the nostalgia, and you know what, people, I still haven't seen it. I still haven't seen it. But you know what I will say? It I don't broke even know the record the for total one. number of minutes watched by a streaming by a streaming film across weekend debut ever in history. I have had talk to people who have half sleeves of Hocus Pocus that even said, eh, it was cool, homage to the first one, but it's not, definitely not as good. But you know what I will say? I haven't seen it, so I can't comment too much on it. But the only way I think a third one can really... He's commenting forward, an awful lot for somebody well, who's hold not on. watched it. But the, the, cause, because this is the only way I see a third yeah! one happening. I don't know how the second one ended, but the only way I could see a third one happening if it's a prequel of the first one. Yes. Show us what happened before the fact that you see. Yeah, I need to go watch. No, Mm -hmm. because they did that in the second one. It's the very Ah. beginning of the movie. You get the whole prequel. You get them as little girls. You get the whole reason why they even uh, become witches. Uh, Okay, I need to watch it. God damn it! God damn it! Yeah. The whole the whole part two movie was about sisterhood in several different forms. Uh, that's the whole thing that they were pushing for. They went deeper into the Sanderson sisters' uh, sisterhood. Like, it's why it shows a background and uh, why they're so close. But then on top of that, it's also the first Disney movie where they had drag queens in it. Actual drag queens. Uh, and uh, the main characters were girls. They were females um, in this as well. Um, so the whole thing is about sisterhood. Um so yeah, I mean, if you, it's not as good as the first one, but it's not bad. 
It's not worse than Hubie Halloween. I like Hubie Halloween. I did too. Okay. So. I did too. I did too. The only thing that I complained about with Hocus Pocus 2 is that they didn't have Omri Cats or any of them uh, make uh, a pop up in it. And we None talked about original? that last year. No. No. Not even no American Beauty Girl? No, no, no. Um, Damn. No, they said that the reason that they didn't have any of them come, they make they make callbacks to it. You have to watch the movie. Yeah, probably see what I'm saying. fucking Bette Midler's like, ha, Max, and yeah, or some shit. You need to, yeah, like I said, you yeah. have to watch it. Um, But what I was going to say is that the reason that Disney didn't do that is because they said that they wanted to establish new characters. Yeah. Without taking away from the new characters. So they didn't want it to be just about Max and them again. Yeah. Uh, and they said that they had no way to stick them in there in a small part. They said that if they wanted them to be in the movie, that they wouldn't be a small part. So and there you so go. There's part a... three. Bring them back. Now, that would be a good part three. I don't understand how there could be a part three. Uh, because of the way that it ended. Oh, they'll find some bullshit Hollywood way. That's what I'm saying. Like, no, I knew that's I knew that's what was I knew this was going to happen. That's why I didn't want to watch the second one. No, so. this one should be pretty permanent unless I, I can't say it because you haven't okay. watched it. I mean, it, uh, there's one thing that could happen that was hinted toward. Okay. We'll see. Anyways, moving on, because I wasted too much time on that. Um, there is actually more horror movie news. John Carpenter is directing again, ladies and gentlemen. Ooh, I thought he was done. He Let's hear has it. teased and announced three films that he's working on. Suburban Screams is number one. A film named Suburban Screams. He also has teased that he is going to be doing The Thing 2. Oh! Oh! Let's hope so. Holy shit. Yeah. And uh, so the Suburban Screams is going to be a series that he's going to do for a streaming network. Uh, the Thing 2, he's teasing as a movie. And then there's Lost Themes 4. Uh, I'm not sure Lost Themes might have been some... I was not aware of Lost Themes. I don't know what that is. Sorry. Bring back Russell Crowe. He survived. Yeah. Russell Crowe. Yeah, Shit, so his his quote... God damn. Russell... During the... What's his name? During anyway. the Q&A panel, the, uh, he was asked about the ambiguous ending of The Thing. Specifically, which character was actually infected by the alien? Carpenter said he could not answer that question, but for a very good reason. His quote was, I can't answer you. He said, I'm sworn to secrecy because, and he's, it says dot, dot, dot. And he said, I don't know if there will be, and then he dot, dot, dot. He said, okay, there may be a thing too. So he can't tell us who was actually infected by the alien because he's planning a thing too. 
Kurt Russell. Bring him back. He survived. There you go. He's old now. Yes. Mm. This is years later. I would love it. Oh, Lost Themes 4 is the music that he makes for okay. like his horror movies and stuff. So it's going to be another album that he's coming out with. New music that him and uh, Cody Carpenter and Daniel Davies are doing. Okay. Yeah. I can get behind that. So he's uh, got a few things in the works. And the last bit of Halloween news that I have, if... Um, I've got something too, so. Oh, what do you got? Just one thing. Mine's loading. Go ahead. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, as of today that you are now listening, it will be a a day late and a dollar short, unfortunately, but it doesn't matter. Don't make it just one day. Celebrate it for the rest of the week. Today, June 6th, 2023, has became Robert England Day. Yes. So the famous Freddy Krueger. Has his own day now. Go watch him uh, in any of the Nightmare uh, on Elm Street movies. Um, he's in a shit ton of other horror movies, too. Like, it's not just a Nightmare on Elm Street. But celebrate Robert England. He was in Stranger Things. He was in Stranger Things. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I really hate that I didn't pull up a bigger list. But Robert England, <sighs> you know him as Freddy. Go celebrate. Go watch his movie. It's fucking Freddy Day, ladies and gentlemen. Turn yeah. on some Freddy. As a matter of fact, Bloody Disgusting uh, announced uh, the streaming. Uh, they were doing a marathon of Robert England movies on, uh, what was it? Was it on Screenbox? Or... Yeah, yeah, Screenbox. Yeah, so the last bit of horror news that I have. Uh, actually, I want to graze over this real quick. They are doing a reimagining of Frankenstein for 2023. It's called The Angry Black Girl and Her Monster. Um you're fucking what? No, yeah, yeah I'm serious. Why would I lie not, about that? Could we not think of better names, people? Uh, like, no. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's, and it's this it's this director's feature film debut, but yeah, it's called "The Angry Black Girl and Her Monster." Um, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, moving on, the very last bit of news that we've got is Haunted Screams Expo 2023 returns to Hampton, Virginia, and we're going to be quite close to that. So, um, I'm not going to stake a claim yet, but I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure that the Halloween 365 podcast shows up at the Haunted Screams Expo in Hampton, Virginia. Uh, and... They've got another killer lineup. Yeah, pun intended. Um, The celebrity guests announced to be appearing at the Haunted Screams Expo include Oscar-nominated makeup effects artist Alec Gillis. He was the makeup effects artist for the movie Prey, Alien vs. Predator, Godzilla vs. Kong, as well as the original Ghostface, Lee Waddell from Scream, and Friday the 13th Part Six Jason uh, is going to be there, uh, which is CJ Graham and Tom Fridley from House of a Thousand Corpses and the co-stars Walter Phelan, which was Dr. Satan and Rufus. You remember Rufus from House of a Thousand Corpses? Yep. They're going to be there as well. Uh, Brett Wagner, who played Leatherface in the early scenes of Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2003, is going to be there. Nick King. Uh, 
who played Bagul in the Sinister films Ooh, is okay. going to be there. I'm a big Sinister fan, so that'd be cool. Um, John Brick, who played the Creeper from all the Jeepers yes. Creepers films, is going to be there as well. So, it's going to take place September 16th and the 17th in Hampton Roads, Virginia, 2023. And it's going to be awesome. And I hope that we can get there. And uh, you, if you attend, you might end up seeing the fellas there. Um, so, that's going to be awesome. Pretty pumped for that. Uh, that is all of the Halloween news that we have. Horror and Halloween news. Which is perfect timing because now we can take you deep into the dark woods. We can... Oh. Nope. Struck a lottery. There we go. There we go. Gotta get that fire started. Well, so this is our main topic of the episode where we wanted to prepare all of our Halloween fans and lovers out there for the things that go bump in the nut uh, so that you can be safe while camping. Jeremy, if you would, start us off, ladies and gentlemen, a few different tales that we found across the internet of things that have happened to people while they've been camping. Okay, and just before I do that, I do want to say that if you look around, like, in general, uh, to each season, everything has their own creepiness. And camping, I feel, is something that takes form of the closest thing to a Halloween scariness that you can do during the, during the summertime. You, For instance, you have Friday the 13th, which, which takes place during the camping. Um, Evil Dead cabin in the woods last house on the left so many all come from camping and that's why we're doing a deeper dive to let you know about the real life terrors and to me old people kind of scare me you know so what the fuck this to do? <laughs> well because camping is scary old people are scary which is where this next tale that i'm telling i hate the consistency of mushrooms but i'm not <laughs> True life camping stories that, my, oh, oh, okay. that to me, okay, that's okay, what I'm okay, got you. that got I you. found scary. Um, so, um, there is a, a user on the internet, uh, one, I I can't even pronounce his name, uh, but anyway, he went uh, camping at a summer program when he was 16. Uh, when he went to bed one night, the group stayed awake, chatting in the tent. When suddenly start, they started to hear heavy breathing nearby. He described the noise sounding like someone had just been sprinting and stopped right outside the tent. Trying to stay calm, he ignores it and keeps chatting. Now, then at that moment, they heard, please help me. Everyone in the tent was silent. They then heard questions again. At this point, they were all freaked out. Then one of the braver kids turned on a flashlight and opened up the inner flap to see out. They saw a pair of bare, scabbed, and pale legs standing there. It seemed as though the guy had been walking nude through the woods for a while. And the man asked for help again, and the boy who opened the tent then told the man to keep walking down the trail, and he'll find a ranger soon. The man responded, No ranger! No rangers! They keep me here! One of the camp chaperones came out, and asked the man a series of questions. The old man didn't answer. Instead, he started sobbing and ran into the woods. 
Now, I don't know about you, but that would. So, do we have a bunch of rangers that are uh, buffalo bobbing people and sticking them in the woods and making him? <laughs> he was right. He was going through the desert on a horse with no name because his his thighs were chapped. So he's been riding that bastard bareback. His entire legs were scabbed. So I mean, to me, that sounds like some wind burn. Yeah, it, it, for some reason, it made me kind of think of the game The Quarry. If anybody has played it, um, chaperones keeping things in the woods a secret. Um, and like you said, a buffalo bill type thing. It makes me think of that. But either way, if I'm what what did he say? He was sixteen. If I was sixteen or younger, and I'm camping, and I see that. That's going to scar me. Freak me out for quite some time. Yeah, that would be, uh, that would be terrifying, honestly. Um, Especially then knowing that he's, he just takes off sobbing into the, into the woods after saying no Rangers, they keep me here. At that point, I'm thinking, well, holy shit, are the Rangers going to keep me here? It's, there's so many different levels of fear at that point. Is the guy going to come back? Yeah. Rangers in. Yeah. Like, it just ruins your whole camping trip. What if it's just, I mean, it's terrifying. First of all, now, you don't want to bump into anybody that's not supposed to be out. Like if you're in your camping spot, generally people don't just walk up to it. So that itself would be uh, something that would be terrifying, whether it be a man that's being tortured. What if the man wasn't even real at all? Exactly. That's see, what that I wonder what spot. happened to the man. I wonder where he ended up. Like, uh, where was he at? Where did he go? Do you think that possibly he was a vagrant and he just lived out there? I mean, like I said, it, it brings up so many different levels of fear. Like, you wouldn't, like me personally, I wouldn't be able to go to sleep that night. Like, I don't mm. care how many people are in the tent with me. I don't care if it's a fucking 20-man tent. I'm not going to sleep at night because I'm wondering, was he real, like you said? So, after he's got, wait. That? After he disappeared, you wouldn't you you'd have trouble sleeping. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. You know I what it reminds it'd be me of? Like a, a cabin fever thing. That's what I was getting ready to say. He reminds me of the old <laughs> dude with the with the German Shepherd and cabin fever. Yeah, yeah. That's what it would make me think of, and I wouldn't be able to sleep all night. I'd be thinking, is that dude? Yeah, yeah. If, if anybody hasn't seen Cabin Fever, yeah, the guy that starts the whole thing, the guy that's got the sickness, he comes in and. Uh, it's 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 kind of the same thing, and that would explain the scabs and stuff. What if that's what it was? Mm-hmm. What if it was? Oh, I didn't even think about that. Holy he shit. had the fever. Yeah. Well, if that didn't chill you to the bone, then I think I've got something for you here. This story is about a gentleman, uh, first name only, named Truven, and this takes place in Hawaii. So. Anybody that's out there camping, if you actually live in Hawaii or if you plan on camping like that, you know, this might hit home for you. And if not, keep a close eye out around your surroundings or where you're actually camping. Maybe do some history research before you go because things like this could be there. Uh, So, as I said, the gentleman that we're talking about, his name is Truven. And Truven was camping in Pololu Valley (laughs) in the Big Island of Hawaii. I'm sorry. Um, when he discovered two massive centipedes in his tent. Mm. And then he decided to pack up and leave at about three in the morning because of the two huge centipedes. So I guess he's like you, Jeremy. He was like, ah, fuck this shit. I'm out of here. So he, he was camping. 
and uh, saw the big centipedes, and he was like, okay, three in the morning, I don't give a shit, I'm getting out of here. Uh, and whenever he started hiking out of the valley from where he was camping, he finally reaches the top, and he pauses to take a break and to look out along the coastline. So he comes out of the valleys at the top. He's able to see the Hawaiian coastline, which is probably a crazy-ass view, especially at oh, three yeah. in the morning. It's probably cool. Um, so with that being in mind and him having that view at the top of the valley, three in the morning, completely dark, um, he had to pause because he could see something off in the distance. That was when he saw what he says, 15 to 20 flickering torch lights, a few valleys below him. He said, now those valleys that he could see are for experienced hikers only. And it would be very strange for 15 to 20 people to be out at 3 a.m. hiking uh, the valleys for experienced hikers. Uh, the only other solution pointed out to the Hawaiian is pointed out to be the legend of the Hawaiian night marchers. It's a piece of local lore in Hawaii that describes the ghosts of Hawaiian warriors that march around for miles on the islands in the dead of night, chanting and carrying torches. Uh, Truven, the man that went camping, didn't believe these stories before until he caught a glimpse of all of them marching through the woods as he was leaving. Suddenly, centipedes didn't seem so bad to Truven. Oh, fuck that. <laughs> so wait, you would rather see... We're not talking like a floating lot. We're talking 15 to 20 fucking marching lots below you. You yeah. would much rather not deal with the centipedes than to see that? I would rather see that just because I know even like at that point you already heard the lore and then you see that and you're like, Oh shit, I just need to get out of here. Okay? Because there's ghosts. Sure. Centipedes I'm trying to sleep. No, dude, I, I hate bugs. I'm sorry. I can I've seen ghosts. I can deal with a fucking ghost. I, I fucking hate bugs. No, uh-uh. I'm like the I don't dude know, from the like, mummy. To, bugs to me, I hate bugs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to me, as somebody that's not, I mean. I mean, you can see shadow people. Like, you can see shit out of the corner of your eye. But this is straight-up fucking torches. This is undeniable. There's something down there. Okay. I um, think that's a lot different than uh, just saying, oh, I saw something out of the corner of my eye. Like, these are consistently hiking. Well, that's what I'm saying, because, I mean, me personally, I've seen more than just from the corner of my eye. I've seen something directly in front of me before. And I would much rather deer, deer, deal with that amount of fear for oh, that dear. moment. Yeah. Oh, dear. I would deal with that amount of fear for that moment of seeing that. And then knowing I had a story to tell, being like, hey, it's not just folklore. Then sleeping all night in a tent to where multiple centipedes can end up coming in. And I don't think that we, they we don't even know how big they are. Dude, I don't think that the fucking scary part about this story is the centipedes. That's not the to point. To me it please. is. I know. I get it. I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Bugs. I hate them. Okay. Well, anyways, pillow pants, no, that would take be, us away. That, that would be very scary, though. It would be very scary. It would be terrifying. Uh, it would be kind of hauntingly beautiful in a way because yeah. the background beyond the torches that are just floating through the fucking forest below you 
because he's literally getting a top-down view of seeing these people or spirits walking around 15 to 20 of them but behind all of that is the oceans the coastline which is even yeah it had to be crazy looking i hope the did he say that the, did he say if there was any sound no no it, no see now that's, no, that, that's uh, just that would be the real kicker just 15 to 20 flickering torches um yeah no uh no sounds Okay. But he said that they were definitely flickering torches, and it looks way different different than a headlamp that a hiker would wear. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it would it would definitely be something. To, it would it would be scary. Yeah. No so check it. check so. the lore of the places that you go, including urban legends. I know they're urban legends, but they had to come from somewhere. So everybody, you know, look into the places that you go. All right, and on that note, um, I'm going to bring us in to uh, a story from an internet user named Snaggy from JOT. Uh, he and um, they and their girlfriend were sitting in their car that was parked at a rest area, having something to eat after visiting the renowned Mount St. Helens. So it was raining, so the windows were fogged, and think. Uh, and thanks to the approaching nightfall, it was getting dark. Now, the couple was minding their own business when suddenly there was a series of three knocks on the driver's side window. Now, they were both startled. Uh, there was no one else in the parking lot. And even more terrifyingly, the driver's side of the car was overlooking an embankment. Oh, that one gave, gave me chills. So they rolled down their window and they looked out, but saw no one. Now, this was enough to thoroughly creep them out, and they left immediately. Later, they read a park flyer that a man had died up on the embankment during the eruption. Ever since, they've been wondering if the knocks on the car were the man's ghost trying to desperately be saved. Hmm. Could have been... Uh... Like a, a, a resi- uh, like a uh, res- resignated, a- like it was, yeah. So it's shortly after the man had died, I would assume. Yeah, right? and this is a camping area, by the way, too. Before anybody's like, oh, well, where did that go? Yeah, so it's a camping area. Um. So was he? Was the, the question that I've got is was the man just over in the ditch dead, and they were like, oh, I'm scared. Let's leave. And they just didn't. They just left a fucking body in the ditch. And the next morning they went, holy shit, there was a man there. Like, was there really? Maybe he was actually out there knocking on their door and they just got scared and fucking took off and just left him there to die. Well, it makes you wonder, though. Like, so I guess that comes to the point to when you look up when the last time Mount St. Hill, Mount St. Helens erupted. So if they have proof that somebody died once it erupted i mean i guess that kind of brings the whole ghostly aspect out but at the same time it's a camping area too which also has me wondering why the fuck are you camping so close to where a fucking volcano erupted oh (laughs) a lot of people do that because you know it lays dormant for a while and then dante's peak happens and oh sorry well i mean yeah i mean molly to me this one was uh scary just because you know, when you think of ghost stories and things like that, especially out in the woods, 
sounds are some of the most scary things, especially like you go camping. It's not just, I mean, seeing something is definitely terrifying, but it's when you hear something mm-hmm. and then you don't mm-hmm. see it. Agreed. Agreed. I don't know. I mean, a sound's one fucking thing, right? I guess it depends on the sound. I guess it depends on the sound. Well, so uh, in this case, yeah, knocking on a window and it's just an embankment that falls off. Come on. I don't. But I don't understand. Are they sitting on the? Are are they sitting on the edge? I don't. I don't get this dynamic. It doesn't make any sense. Were they drunk and like driving on the edge of the cliffside? I don't fucking get it. I'm confused by the. But it is Reddit users, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, They just don't describe it well. It's Reddit users. What can we do? Uh, you know, it's people's experiences. They don't tell them correctly. Well. But still, that's creepy because a man actually did die there. So, once again, that relates back to what I just said. Research where you're going to go camping. If it's not a campground, especially if it's not a campground, if you're just going to go out into the woods, at least try to figure out, you know, something. something. And that was, that was the next big thing about this whole story that really got me is because it's a campground. People have died here. Just like you said, do the research. Do you yeah, really want yeah. to sleep? I mean, where you know, Johnny Boy lies. You might still want to, but you would at least like to know. Like if you, if you were be, if you were to camp and then you saw something like that or heard something like that, if you went with the prior knowledge, then you'd be like, "Oh, that's just Phil. He died twenty years ago. How you doing, bud?" Or you know, exactly. You might bring like out the thousand rods or the spirit box. Like when uh, you're up at Bart Camp and you hear something, that's just old Chief Benji. Chief we know. Benji. Yeah, and the Bigfoot statue, which, I, by the way, I've seen some pictures of what you people out there have done to the Bigfoot statue near us, and y'all are nasty. Stay the fuck away <laughs> from the fucking Bigfoot statue. Leave him I've alone. It's bare assed up against the fucking big, Bigfoot statue and stuff. Oh, Everybody needs, yeah, that. no, bad stuff's happened against the Bigfoot statue. Bad stuff. I'm talking about stuff that would be on a website that people probably would pay for bad stuff see man like if, if we have listeners near our, our area man we we take our fucking nieces and nephews and shit there let me re- let me rephrase that part is an assumption i'm just uh, saying these people out here roaming around in the woods you know how it goes if you've ever been uh, out here anyway stay away from the fucking bigfoot statue <laughs> but uh, chief benji yeah so that's a campground that's a campground exactly um now, the final tale that we have for you today uh, is a forewarning for camping. Now, this one. I don't know if it is in the realm of paranormal or not. I'll let you be the judge of that. So, the Reddit user that tells this story goes by the name of Border Trilogy. And... Border Trilogy says that they are no stranger when it comes to camping. Do it quite frequently, quite experienced doing it. But when he and his wife wandered off the trail while backpacking in Maine, they had a rather strange encounter. They had prepared to be on the trail for 10 days or so, and so far hadn't seen another person since first hitting the trail. The couple had hoped to see anyone else on the trip, so... Excuse me, let me rephrase. The couple had hoped to not see anybody else on the trip, 
They wanted a nice little alone hiking trip. And so this was perfect for them. Uh, normally, they just sleep under the stars. And one night, because it was drizzling rain, they set up their little tent and they climbed inside for the night. And around sunrise the next morning, Border Trilogy crawls out of his tent only to see something off in the distance. Not way off in the distance. Actually, right near the tent behind a tree. And what Border Trilogy sees is a man standing 30 feet away from them, just staring. And the Reddit user greeted them. But without saying a word, the man just turns around and disappears into the woods. The couple were out there for another few days. They kept waiting to run into the man again. They said he had no equipment. That he didn't have a backpack. But he was just standing there, staring at their tent while they were sleeping. After further investigation of the area, it looks as if the man had been standing in the same spot for a while. But they never did see the man again. See, and it's this creepy beauty of outdoorsy nature that really gets me going. Because Who the fuck stands in one spot and doesn't move exactly. and just watch? He's not even able to see you, and he's just staring at the tent because he knows you're in there. Yeah. I think it's like... The stare that I'm getting, the picture that I'm getting in my head is Jack whenever everything finally starts to click and he's standing there with his mouth half open and his head's down. He's going. Whenever. See, for some, this made me think of the um, um, the people in California. The, You know what I'm talking about? Uh, they say they look like they're as tall as trees and they can see their eyes, the black silhouette people. I forget what yeah, they're called. Yeah, but this was just supposed to be a man. This wasn't. Yeah, but that for some reason, that's what it made me think of. Um but to me, that that can, I mean, it sounded like they're a little bit deep in the woods with them talking about them not like they're, no, it's a ten day hike, so they're definitely yeah. really far okay. into the woods. So yeah, and they hadn't they hadn't seen anybody. They'd been uh they had been on the trail. Sorry, they had prepared for a ten day hike, and they had been on the trail for three days at that point, and still yeah. hadn't seen anybody. So the fact that they seen this dude. No equipment, just staring. That lead, leads me to think that um, it's a fucking ghost. There's no way. You think it's a ghost? Time. Yeah. Think about it, because that's the thing I like about camping so much that, to, to me, as a little kid, because especially around our area, you know, they always told stories about B&G and shit. And um, there, that lead me to think, as a little kid, there's so much history that has happened over these areas, these places that are now hiking grounds, campgrounds. There's so much like then bloodshed or who knows what the fuck has happened. So I always used to think, I was like, imagine how many ghosts are actually around us. And the fact that you're separated from society, you're away from the city, you're away from the suburbs, you're out there in the woods. It gives that chant, that energy a chance to manifest and show itself to you. But they didn't say that he was dressed in like old clothes or anything like right, that. They don't have to be dressed like that. I mean, that, it can just <laughs> no. Be... Let's be real. Anytime that you see a ghost, they're dressed in 19th century clothes. There's no yeah, glow. There's no. no ghosts wearing windbreakers and fucking neon colors and ankle weights. You don't fucking see it. 
It ain't happening. Uh, you don't see Bear Grylls ghosts with uh, flannels and big beards and wood chopping axes. It's always, for some reason, fucking 1800s. I forget 1900s. his name. No, go go talk to the kid from the Sixth Sense. I forget his fucking name, the actor. But I'm yeah, ain't talking to him because that that wasn't real. <laughs> well, no, but, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, you can't go off of that typical shit. Like, I mean, think about how many times, like, because they didn't give a specification of what the man well, was they wearing. Didn't, they obviously they talked to the guy. He didn't look transparent. Apparently, otherwise, that would have been mentioned in the Reddit post. They thought it was a person. So yeah. he had to look solid like a person. So what if he wasn't a ghost? What if? Let's go deeper. What if he was skinwalker. a skinwalker? That's what that was my first thought, honestly. Skinwalker could be a shapeshifter, which is still along the same lines, but they don't they're not shaman. They don't uh, you know, a shapeshifter would literally uh shed off their skin according to you know people that believe in shapeshifters they would shed off their skin like a snake would uh and then look like whoever they wanted to look like underneath Mm -hmm. usually shapeshifters are like they're supposed to be you have to they have to um be near that person to mimic them maybe that was i was gonna say that's gotta be your fucking worst fear like a a cryptid that's like a giant human snake just shed its skin to look like you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, so it definitely could be something that uh, is um, shape-shifting or disguising itself. Maybe it wasn't human at all. Maybe we're going to go even further. Maybe it was. Uh, maybe it was a human, but maybe it was um, one of the uh, people from what were they called uh, from Venus? The Norse people? Is that what they were? Mm, no, I know what you're talking about, though. Fuck. Yeah, the people from Venus. Yeah, the the really pale people that just look like mm-hmm. humans. What if it was something like that? Because at the very beginning of this episode, we did tell you that it has been proven that there are several different species. So maybe this was a species of alien that's just sitting there watching. Why are these people laying out in the dirt? In a plastic triangle. The hell are they doing? It's not even floating. Yeah. What's go- <laughs> Who lays on rocks? It's cold out here. Why the shit? They could be eight in the middle of the night. Maybe the alien was baffled. I could see that. I could see that. I still stand yeah. by a ghost with that story. I'm just throwing other possibilities. Oh, yeah. And with all the crazy shit that's going on, which, by the way, we keep claiming that there's going to be more and more shit. We claimed at the very beginning of the year that the shit's just popping off and we're going to see all kinds of crazy shit this year. And we've not been wrong yet. So you just keep tuning in here if you want to keep getting more predictions because obviously we're friggin' right. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Halloween 365 podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. The music's not working, so I'm not playing us out. Uh, But stay out of the friggin' woods unless you're ready for anything. And I mean anything. And as always, everyone, stay spooky.